She was a young woman with a drive to succeed. She had confidence. She had established her own business. She was a hustler. But was she in too much of a hurry to grow up? That dude got a gun. They had a woman show up with a gunshot wound. I knew in my heart that my daughter was dead. Oh, my God. Was she an innocent victim? He was stalking her. Put his hands on her. Domestic violence is real. Or did teenage confidence cost her everything? She bragged that she could beat him up. I'm a bad <laughs> That's why he pulled the gun out. October 2nd, 2018. It's Tuesday afternoon in Dayton, Ohio, a Rust Belt city of 200,000. The city has lost population, but it has been showing some good signs of attracting new businesses. There's been a boom in people moving back downtown. Crime remains a problem, however. It's not unusual to have police called on a shooting. But the call that 17-year-old LaShonda Childs makes to 911 at 2 o'clock that afternoon is anything but typical. 911, you need help? She's telling 911 dispatchers, I've got a guy with a gun out. He's pointed at my boyfriend that I need help. I'm scared he got a gun. The operator dispatches officers to the address LaShonda provides and then attempts to keep her on the line during the commotion. Is the guy black or white? What's he wearing? I am in a bad situation. People can't talk in every situation. Officer, send somebody. Can you walk away so I can talk to you? I can't. He has a gun. She was scared. They heard fear in her voice. Then, in the middle of the call, the line goes dead. Does he still have the gun pointed at your boyfriend? Shortly after the call is cut off, officers arrive at the address. Police show up. There's no crime scene. They didn't find a victim. And they couldn't find LaShonda either. LaShonda Childs had spent her whole life in Dayton, part of a loving and happy family. We were pretty close-knit family. You know, of course, she was a teenager. But other than that, she was a great kid. We had a good relationship. OK, Mom, I'm coming. At the end of the day, they were mother and daughter. They were tight no matter what. At 17, LaShonda was also growing into a beautiful young woman. Her interests were beauty and style. I loved her style because it was her own. LaShonda was always a girly girl, like nails done, hair done. She was real good at it. Hair and nails were more than just a hobby, however. The teen had found a career. As she went into high school, she started putting her business together. She had a licensed business called the Beauty Bender. 
She did hair, braids, cuts, sew-ins, wigs. Shonda did it all. She still found time to have fun, though. She would always be the life of the party. When you met her, like, you couldn't help but to love her. She could make anybody laugh off of any subject. She was funny, and Shonda was caring to her. She was very popular everywhere, school, outside of school, home, anywhere she went. The pretty, popular teen turned entrepreneur had her fair share of attention from the boys, too. She was very beautiful. Like I said, different, beautiful. She had confidence. And by the fall of 2017, LaShonda had caught the attention of one young man in particular, 20-year-old Trendell Goodwin. The two first met online. And then they ended up linking in person. Sorry I'm late. I just got off of work. It's okay. Do you work? Or are you in college? No, I'm only like 17. You look too grown to be 17. How old are you? 20. After their face-to-face encounter, LaShonda and Trendell's relationship heated up on social media. He sent their friend quest. As soon as LaShonda accepted, Trendell was all over her timeline. He would be under all her posts or always texting her, always liking a picture, basically throwing himself on her, and eventually she caught him. Soon, the pair were inseparable. I don't know exactly what attracted her to him. Probably the consistency, him constantly reassuring her, like, you know, I want to be with you, you know. I'll take care of you. You look amazing. Thank you. Ready to go? Yep. He would go above and beyond. He was always calling her texting her good morning, beautiful, calling her every night, texting her every night. Basically, the dream guy. But while LaShonda was head over heels, her family had reservations. This young man was two or three years older than her. We had told her, like, that's too old, but she was rebelling at the time. You couldn't tell her nothing. She had her own ideas on what she wanted to do. And in October of 2018, the up-and-coming entrepreneur was ready to start the next phase in her young life. She was just trying to come up in the world, whatever it was to get the dollar. Shonda was on her way to the top. Ain't no telling what business opportunities would have came her way. The whole world was still in front of her. But now, three days before her 18th birthday, LaShonda has just made a panicked call to 911. This dude got a gun pointed to my boyfriend here. This is happening right now. This guy has a gun. I can't talk. I'm in a bad situation. She said, I need officers out here. But when officers arrive, there's no crazed gunman, no boyfriend in danger, and no LaShonda. Police are still canvassing the area when another urgent call comes in on the radio, one that may provide an answer for the mystery. They're getting a call from the hospital saying, hey, we just had a woman show up with a gunshot wound. (laughs) 
On the verge of turning 18 at the beginning of October 2018, LaShonda Childs had a bright future ahead of her. She was feeling herself because her business was taken up off the ground. It was very good. She had a lot of people. She would be doing her waxes, and then she went into nails. She was so busy. But now, police have just received a panicked call from LaShonda, claiming that someone has a gun to her boyfriend's head. Police show up, but there's no crime scene and no LaShonda Childs. Then another call comes in from dispatch, reporting a nearby hospital has just admitted a gunshot victim. When they receive anybody that's got a gunshot wound or they suspect, they immediately call police. When detectives respond to the hospital, they're shocked to learn that the victim is LaShonda. Is this the victim of the shooting on shoot? LaShonda Childs? She's still in surgery. We're not sure if she's gonna make it. She was shot up in this area, right above her heart. She was hit in the neck and shoulder, but obviously those were not the fatal wounds. But one of the shots hit her in the head. Who brought her in? Are they still here? Her boyfriend's in the waiting room. He's the one that brought her to the hospital. Considering what LaShonda said on her 911 call, the news that her boyfriend had driven her to the hospital came as a surprise. Wait, he wasn't shot? I thought the call was somebody had a gun on him. After talking to the nurse, detectives approached the anxious young man sitting in the waiting room, 19-year-old Lawrence Robbins. Lawrence was nervous. He's waiting on news about LaShonda, and now these detectives were there to figure out what went down. LaShonda's boyfriend? Lawrence tells detectives that the man who shot LaShonda was her ex-boyfriend, Trendell Goodwin. He said that he and LaShonda went over to Trendell's house that afternoon. She went to go get her belongings back. So, Lawrence, what happened? LaShonda was afraid to go over there and talk to him alone. Detectives aren't so sure, however. You go there to start a fight with Trendell? No, I, I didn't go over there to start a fight, but I wasn't going to back down from one. You, you got to know what I'm saying. Did you have any kind of weapon, a gun, or a knife? No, I honestly, I didn't think I needed one. He explained that he was just there to protect LaShonda and make her feel safe. So how'd you feel about Trendell and LaShonda? Were you jealous or what? No, man, I mean, she's been done with him like long time ago. Lawrence says that when they arrived at Trendell's, LaShonda texted him from the car. Lawrence said he waited in the car while LaShonda got out to talk to her ex. But he claims that the conversation between LaShonda and Trendell quickly turned into an argument. He had convinced her, you know, come get your belongings, we can be done. But when she got there, it was a totally different thing. Lawrence said he got out of the car to make sure nothing happened. They're out of the vehicle, kind of in a standoff there. Lawrence says that Trendell kept the gun on him while LaShonda called 911. Lawrence's story matched up with what LaShonda told the 911 operator. This dude got a gun pointed to my boyfriend here. At that point, Lawrence and LaShonda decided to go back to their car and get out of there. Let's go, let's go. Lawrence gets behind the wheel. LaShonda's in the front passenger seat. 
Lawrence said he was relieved when he started the car and they began to pull away. But according to Lawrence, Trendell wasn't going to let them escape unharmed. Trendell hits her in the head and also in the neck and shoulder. Lawrence says he stepped on the gas, trying to escape. When he went to make the turn at the stop sign, she just fell over and he looked over. She wasn't moving. Robbins keeps driving. He takes her straight to the hospital. Have you been able to reach her family? No. And I've been calling her mom, like, nonstop. You got her address? Yeah, I do. It's 327 Warlock Avenue. Lawrence, stay close. Detectives then head out to notify LaShonda's mother and find her ex-boyfriend. Between the 911 call and Lawrence's eyewitness account, it looked like they had a slam dunk case against Trendell. Her calling the police on um, him being frustrated because she does, I just feel like that's why he did what he did. But is Lawrence telling the truth? Or will detectives learn that there's more to the story than he's letting on? It's not like she's 100% innocent of any wrongdoing. She bragged on social media that she would have other people do things to him or beat him up. LaShonda Child's new boyfriend, Lawrence Robbins, has just told police that her ex, Trendell Goodwin, shot her outside his Dayton, Ohio home. According to Lawrence, he had driven LaShonda to Trendell's so she could pick up some of her things, and then they got into an argument. Trendell drew a gun, was pointed at him. They decide, we're gonna go back to our car, get in the car, and try and leave. And before they drive away is apparently when he fired. After talking to Lawrence at the hospital, detectives put out an APB for Trindell. Then they reach out to LaShonda's mother. Hi, may I help you? LaShonda has been in an accident and is at Grandview. We're gonna need you to come with us. The detectives hoped that LaShonda's mom could give them some insight on her daughter's relationship with Trindell. I'm like, what's going on? And they said, your daughter has been seriously shot. I said, shot? I get my keys. They said, no, we'll take you. On the way, she calls LaShonda's brother, Jalen. She had broke the news to me, so I dropped everything and rushed to Grandview. Jalen is still on the way when the detectives usher his mother into the ICU to see LaShonda. Oh, my God. I walked to the foot of the bed, and I looked at her. I said, in my mind, my daughter is dead. They're pumping medication in her, but there's no life. Despite her grief, LaShonda's mother is able to give investigators a detailed account of her daughter's relationship with Trendell Goodwin. I always had a bad feeling about him. He was possessive, 
or controlling, or as he would call it, territorial. According to her mother, LaShonda had told her not to worry. She'd say, Mom, he's nice. He's a good person. But then the family learned something that confirmed her mother's suspicions about Trendell. Trendell, according to the family, told them and told her he was 20 years old. He was not. So do you think she knew how old he was when she started going out with him? He lied. He said he was 20 years old. He's 28. He's a grown man, and she's just 17. The family says that LaShonda and Trendell had been dating more than a month before they learned his true age. I'm like, 28? Really? The family was furious, but LaShonda continued to see Trendell. She said, like, he apologized. He had even got her something. So, you know, she had forgave him. But Trendell's bad behavior persisted. He stole from her plenty of times. Jewelry, phones, even scarves. If it had value to it, he would try to steal it. A couple months later, Trendell apparently becomes jealous over a text on her phone, and he threw a drink on her. Finally, LaShonda decided she'd had enough. She said she was done with him, and he couldn't live with that. It was like, you're going to be with me. Shonda was the best thing he had, I felt. Best thing ever happened to him. And he wouldn't leave her alone. Just stalker stuff, creepy stuff. My phone would ring 70, 80 times a day. He would hang around in the bandit houses, around the neighborhoods, watcher. All the while, the family says that Trendell's stalking and harassment continued to take a toll. She disclosed to me, Mama, I'm scared. I'm scared of him. She was 17, so of course she was scared. I honestly don't know how she was coping. Despite the stress, LaShonda had tried to move on with her new boyfriend, Lawrence Robbins. From what I heard, he was treating her good, so I was all right with it. He gave me a good vibe. According to the family, LaShonda had initially tried to keep Trendell from finding out about her new boyfriend. He would call and question her, but she wouldn't tell him because, you know, she knew he would do something to Lawrence. But in spite of LaShonda's attempt to keep Trendell in the dark, the family suspects he eventually found out that she was seeing someone new. LaShonda's mother reported to police that Trendell had threatened to kill her. We're together, riding in a car. Her phone rings, and she answered the phone, and he said, I'm going to kill you, bitch. I told her, I said, hang up the phone. But I heard it for myself. According to LaShonda's mother, Trendell didn't stop there either. He takes my son and told him he would kill LaShonda. He didn't care if he had to go to jail. You think he meant it, or was it just talk? I know he meant it. In fact, the family thought he may have already tried. On September 15th, LaShonda Childs and her mom called police out to their house at night, said someone shot up their house. My phone rings, and then they hangs up. My phone rings again. 
And he asked for my daughter. And I'm like, it is 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, about three to four minutes after that, I hear a noise in the living room. And my house gets shot up. Of course, they believed it was Trendell. Called Dayton police again. I knew it was Trendell. They said, well, how do you know it was him? Of course, they believed it was Trendell, but they couldn't prove it. Now, just a few weeks later, LaShonda is in the hospital fighting for her life, and the police have an eyewitness to the shooting, her boyfriend, Lawrence Robbins. He was able to tell them who it was, and they took Trendell into in custody that night. Police, open up. Put your hands up. You're under arrest. What is this about? Detectives figure Trendell already knows the answer. Trendell obviously knew what happened with the fight. You're under arrest for assault for the shooting of LaShonda Childs. Trindell's story painted the complete opposite picture from what Lawrence had given them. Police in Dayton, Ohio, have just arrested 28-year-old Trindell Goodwin for shooting his former girlfriend, 17-year-old LaShonda Childs. Questioned after he drove LaShonda to the hospital, her new boyfriend, Lawrence Robbins, had identified Trendell as the shooter. Because Lawrence Robbins knew who it was, they had him in custody that night. It's only hours after the shooting when detectives sit down with Trendell to get his side of the story. Do you want to talk to us about it? If you do, we're going to go over your rights. If you don't, we're just going to go ahead and uh, be done. Thanks for nobody. Trindell insisted that he wouldn't do anything to hurt LaShonda, that he loved her, though he did admit they had a lot of problems. He was saying, hey, this was a somewhat violent, tempestuous relationship, a lot of passion involved on both sides. We had arguments, and we both would get really heated. Trindell also claims that it was often LaShonda who lost her temper. Some of the arguments were caused by her being jealous, at least one of them, uh, of something she saw on his phone. According to Trindell, LaShonda also threatened him on numerous occasions. She bragged on social media that she could beat him up and that she would have her father or other people do things to him. Trindell says that on one occasion, LaShonda had even shown up at his house with a group of friends looking to beat him up. There were allegations of LaShonda Childs allegedly pepper spraying Trendell's sister when Trendell didn't come out. Basically, he didn't deny that things became violent, but claimed that LaShonda had been the instigator. He didn't think he'd ever done anything out of line. But if Trendell hadn't done anything wrong, why is LaShonda the one lying in the hospital clinging to life? When detectives asked Trendell to give his account of the shooting, he said it all started when LaShonda came by his house to see him. However, while Lawrence claimed they'd gone to Trendell's to pick up some of LaShonda's belongings, her ex tells a different story. Depending on who you believe, the idea was that there was going to be a fist fight. Trendell told the investigators that LaShonda brought Lawrence over to beat him up. 
He says he didn't think it would be a fair fight either. Trendell said LaShonda had some pepper spray with her and was going to come and pepper spray him. So Trendell says that when he stepped outside to talk to LaShonda, he wasn't taking any chances. Trendell was claiming that he was just as scared of them as they were of him. Trendell explains he feared the attack wouldn't stop there, so he retreated to the porch to get his gun. He said he didn't intend to shoot anyone. He just wanted to keep Lawrence and LaShonda away from him. Trendell says that LaShonda responded by pulling out her phone. I'm calling the police, Once on the line, LaShonda frantically reported the situation to the dispatcher. I'm in a bad situation. The officer sent somebody. Then Trendell says that LaShonda, perhaps having second thoughts, had abruptly hung up before heading back to the car with Lawrence. Trendell said that he thought the whole thing was over at that point. Let's go, let's go. But according to Trendell, as he approached their car, the situation took an unexpected turn. LaShonda and her new boyfriend tried to run him over. Trendell says that as he dove out of the way of the car, he fired blindly. He didn't even know he hit the car or hit anything when he fired the shots. And the car kept going, which probably showed that the driver was able to keep driving away. In Trendell's mind, he hadn't done anything wrong. The detectives informed Trendell that isn't up to him to decide. You can tell that to the jury. Go ahead and stand up. Put your hands behind your back. But before the case can make its way to court, new evidence will surface that could help set a confessed killer free. They got this new evidence, and it could possibly convince a jury Trendell was telling the truth. Trendell Goodwin has just told investigators that he didn't intentionally shoot his ex-girlfriend, 17-year-old LaShonda Childs. Trendell claimed that he shot at the car because LaShonda and her boyfriend, Lawrence Robbins, had tried to run him over. He said he wasn't trying to hurt anyone. He probably wouldn't have seen the outcome of anything, any shots that were fired inside the vehicle. However, despite his claims of self-defense, detectives placed Trindell under arrest for assault. He's arrested for assault, but there's a high probability that the charges would be upgraded to murder. While detectives were tracking down Trindell, LaShonda's family has spent an agonizing evening at the hospital. They do everything they can for her, but it wasn't a lot, and by the next morning at about 1.30, she was pronounced dead. My heart broke, like I broke down. I thought it wasn't real. Shonda wasn't supposed to go out like that. I'm in shock. I can't believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe what I'm hearing. After LaShonda's death, detectives officially upgrade Trendell's charges to felony murder. Case goes grand jury, charges approved. They set a trial date for April of 2019. In an effort to strengthen their case against him, detectives reviewed Trendell's previous charges, 
and find a potential gold mine for the defense. Some of the issues between those two had led to criminal cases against Trendell. He had been sentenced to 180 days and served a small fraction of that. And we found some documentation about why he got out early. It's a letter that LaShonda wrote to the judge handling the case, and in it, she pleaded for leniency. She writes, I don't want him to go to jail. We've had a rough time in our relationship, but we're patching it up. We want to move forward. In the letter, LaShonda also takes some of the blame for their tumultuous relationship. She said, we're both just good people with quick tempers. She said in the letter that she felt lost without her protector, referring to Trendell, saying that she made better decisions with him and that she just missed him. We can't get into her exactly her thoughts when she wrote that letter, but the words that she used made it look like she wanted to get back together with Trendell Gubin. It's also possible that maybe she feared more repercussions if he served an entire 180-day sentence. Whatever the reasoning behind LaShonda's letter, it had an effect. That was entered into the court record on April 23rd. The next day, the judge suspended the rest of Goodwin's sentence. So he served 19 out of the 180 days. Combing through LaShonda's social media accounts reveals even more about her complicated relationship with Trindell. Police were still able to see some of the interaction between him and LaShonda and even other people commenting. She'll post stuff about, like, the situation they had going on, so I'd comment on there and be like, you know, you need to leave them alone. Detectives also find a video LaShonda posted online about her relationship with Trindell. Ain't he jealous? The video started out with the kind of angry venting that you might expect from a 17-year-old girl having an ugly breakup with her boyfriend. Be posting our pictures talking about this little young bitch a hoe, and I'm only a hoe because I don't want you no more. She also mocks Trendell for being a failure. You're 11 years older than me, and you worried about what I'm doing. What I'm doing. Talk about how I look. Then, warning others to steer clear of Trendell, LaShonda catalogs all the abuse she'd suffered. She made some pretty specific claims about him, and she took people through what he had done, how he had hit her, how he had punched her, how he had kicked her. I mean, she really went all the way through that. He just couldn't let go. And, you know, just stalking. He always following me. She said, hey, don't think it just happens in the movies. Domestic violence is real. Talk about he gonna kill me and all this other stuff. Like, boy, you can't kill me. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> LaShonda's bold response to Trindell went viral well before her death. It really took off. People responded to it, and it was shared like 42,000 times. And his response was, if you all believe this, you're crazy. This girl has reported me 12, 13 times for doing things, and yet keeps coming back. Stop it. Another person responded to him and said, hey, how about letting her breathe a little bit? And he responded to that and said, oh, I'm going to let her breathe today, but she better get back here tomorrow, because I got some big things planned. To police. Trindell's comment on the video sounded like a veiled threat. He said he had big things planned only a few days before LaShonda's death. LaShonda also made some threats of her own. I swear to God, I will mace all these I'm about to play with them. I'm about to pull up and mace everybody. 
Digging into her background, detectives uncover evidence that LaShonda had tried to follow through on her threats, too. In July, LaShonda was actually arrested. She went over to Trendell Goodwin's sister's house looking for him. Trendell, get out of here! You and your friends need to leave right now. Tell Trendell to get out here. I want to talk to him. Trendell had refused to come outside the house while LaShonda and her friends were there. Trendell was never the type to be confrontational with males. It was more aggressive and dominant towards females. Well, he's not coming out, so leave. No, he needs to leave me alone. The argument got so heated that LaShonda pulled out pepper spray and actually sprayed her. Trendell's sister called police. LaShonda was then arrested, was released pretty quickly, but did face charges in juvenile court that were still active at the time of her murder. That case hadn't been resolved. The charges on LaShonda's record put the prosecutors in a bind. Trendell could try to say, see, this was not a one-sided thing. It was two people that were passionate and didn't want to give in to each other. Prosecutors will still be weighing the odds when a new witness comes forward with more disturbing allegations. She came forward and spoke about all those memories coming flooding back. It almost seemed like the same playbook was being run. Twenty-eight-year-old Trendell Goodwin is in jail awaiting trial for killing his ex-girlfriend, 17-year-old LaShonda Childs. But a murder conviction is anything but a foregone conclusion. Trendell said that LaShonda and her new boyfriend had been trying to run him over, and prosecutors worried that LaShonda's past behavior could lend credence to his claim. The defense would say Trendell feared for his life and therefore shot at the car to defend himself. The prosecutors don't believe Trendell pulled the trigger in self-defense. Other than Trendell's statement, there was no evidence that LaShonda's new boyfriend tried to run him over. The prosecution side said that he was never in fear of his life, that he fired out of anger from the whole situation. But will LaShonda's own words give the defense the backup they need? She actually said in her letter to the judge back in April, we're both strong-willed people with short tempers. Prosecutors are in a tough spot until a new witness comes forward. She's an ex-girlfriend of Trendell's. She claimed that she too had been abused by Trendell and had similar type incidents happen to her. This other woman, talked about their relationship and the similar signs of domestic violence. The things that LaShonda described sounded not just familiar to her, but it sounded like exactly what she had gone through. Once Trindell's ex agrees to testify about his abuse, prosecutors feel confident they can win the case. Her testimony would go a long way toward establishing a pattern of abuse. With his trial approaching, it's soon apparent that Trendell is feeling the heat. He was facing murder, several felonious assaults, some weapons charges. I mean, he was, you know, we were up to seven, eight, nine different charges against him. Just days before Trendell's murder trial is about to begin, 
the defense reaches out to the prosecution looking to cut a deal. It came with manslaughter. And I said, no, it wasn't manslaughter. It was murder. The prosecutors counteroffered 15 to life on the murder charge, plus an additional three years for using a gun to commit the crime. Trindell agrees to the deal, and so does LaShonda's family. At that time, I just wanted something done. But at his sentencing hearing, Trindell makes a stunning request. Trendell shocks everybody in the courtroom and goes, Judge, I would like to withdraw my guilty plea. It's especially shocking for LaShonda's family, who'd come to see justice done. Of course I felt anger. No matter how you cut it, you murder somebody. They're like almost audibly gasping. And then he said, he wanted his new private attorney off the case because he's accusing that lawyer of railroading him into a deal he didn't want. Will the judge allow Trendell to back out of the deal? The judge made his decision that based upon all the information that has been given, we're not going to allow you to change your decision of pleading guilty. So then he asks, Trendell, if he had anything to say, Trendell said no. LaShonda's mother, on the other hand, has plenty to say. LaShonda's mom went up and said, you know, Trendell's family still gets to see him and talk to him. My daughter no longer has a voice I can hear. And she said, I hope he gets everything he's got coming to him. As a mother, I'm suffering. And I've learned that suffering is something that you carry with you through death. This is not temporary. This is permanent. His attempt to back out of his plea a failure. It's possible Trendell will spend the rest of his life in prison. In the end, the judge gave him basically exactly what the agreed upon plea deal had been, and they sentenced him to 18 years to life. I feel like that wasn't enough time. She was young, she was full of life. I still feel anger. I feel sorry for my sister, but I feel anger toward, towards that whole situation. It's a situation that's all too common. Domestic violence is a nationwide issue, and it's really a bigger epidemic than I think a lot of people know. And it's a situation that LaShonda, so determined to be independent, struggled with on her own. The worlds of experience are so much different between a 28-year-old and a 17-year-old. How much knowledge does she have that the treatment that was going on towards her was even wrong? We didn't see it in the beginning. Like I said, he was everything that a girl would want. She stuck with him, stayed with him, even helped get him out of jail. And by the time she turned around and thought that this relationship is toxic, she couldn't find a way to get out, at least not get out safely. And when she did finally reach out to her family and the police, they were unable to protect her. Some should have been done, you know, some should have been done way before. Don't ignore it. You know, if it happens one time, it'll happen again. Threats and any type of violent behavior, don't cover it up. Let someone know. They're telling you not to tell someone, 
please tell someone. Run and tell someone. Do not let this become you. Abuse is never okay. If you or someone you love is in an abusive relationship, there is help available. Call the Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. 